Section 12 of Birds, Volume 1, Number 5, May 1897. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Indigo Bunting The Indigo Bunting's arrival at its summer home is usually in the early part of May, where it remains until about the middle of September. It is numerous in the eastern and middle states, inhabiting the continent and seacoast islands from Mexico, where they winter, to Nova Scotia. It is one of the very smallest of our birds, and also one of the most attractive. Its favorite haunts are gardens, fields of deep clover, the borders of woods and roadsides, where, like the woodpecker, it is frequently seen perched on the fences. It is extremely active and neat in its manners, and an untiring singer. Morning, noon, and night his rapid chanting be heard, sometimes loud and sometimes hardly audible, as if he were becoming quite exhausted by his musical efforts. He mounts the highest tops of a large tree and sings for a half an hour together. The song is not one uninterrupted strain, but a repetition of short notes, commencing loud and rapid in full, and by almost imperceptible gradations for six or eight seconds until they seem hardly articulated, as if the little minstrel were unable to stop and, after a short pause, beginning again as before. Basket says that in cases of serenade and wooing, he may mount the tip sprays of tall trees as he sings and abandon all else to melody till the engrossing business is over. The indigo bird sings with equal animation, whether it be May or August, the vertical sun of the dog days having no diminishing effect upon his enthusiasm. It is well known that in certain lights his plumage appears of a rich sky blue, varying to a tint of vivid verdigris green, so that the bird flitting from one place to another, appears to undergo an entire change of color. The indigo bunting fixes his nest in a low bush, long rank grass, grain, or clover, suspended by two twigs, flax being the material used, lined with fine dry grass. It had been known, however, to build in the hollow of an apple tree. The eggs, generally five, are bluish or pure white. The same nest is often occupied season after season, one which had been used for five successive summers, was repaired each year with the same material, matting that the birds had evidently taken from the covering of grapevines. The nest was very neatly and thoroughly lined with hair. The indigo feeds upon the ground, his food consisting mainly of the seed of small grasses and herbs. The male, while molting, assumes very nearly the color of the female, a dull brown, the rich plumage not returning for two or three months. Mrs. Osgood Wright says of this tiny creature, like all the bright-hued birds, he is beset by enemies both of earth and sky, but his sparrow instinct, which has a love for Mother Earth, bids him build near the ground. The dangers of the nesting time fall mostly to his share, for his dull brown mate is easily overlooked as an insignificant sparrow. Nature always gives a plain coat to the wives of these gaily-dressed cavaliers, for her primal thought is the safety of the home and its young life. End of section 12. Recording by... Valentina Vicelli